This is Perry Mason Podcast by Bleed TV. I'm Zach. I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're covering the illustrious Chapter 7, the last episode, or I guess well, the second to last episode. Penultimate is what they call yes. it in the business. I was looking for a word and just folded up right there like a weak tent. But <laughs> yeah. hey. Well, part of the vocabulary is not our strong suit. <laughs> so. Yeah, really. Oh, well, you know, based on a review or two or a couple of emails, you know, we have several <laughs> Low spots, evidently, you know. But hey, you know, it is what it is. You know. Thanks for all you people that are kick, still hanging with us. Yeah, really. <laughs> means you still Dredging listen. Through it. Yeah. Dredging means you through still it. listen to Six Witch. Hey, I think that says more about you than it does us. <laughs> <laughs> so, but alrighty, let's get into a little bit more positive and yeah. amazing things that we had going on in this uh, episode. How about an episode that basically says, "Here we are. This is all it is," and so we've lost a lot of the per se mystery but we're, I guess all we're missing now is just the last big connection of who is that person or you know or is it just going to be the drama unfold of what we've learned this episode I mean is that what we're looking forward to I don't know what you just said but um, <laughs> what I'm getting at is this episode in my mind basically it outs Enos completely it, ba- it shows you the Slidell connection and of course he gets murked for it it puts Baggerly in the financial wheelhouse of the situation. It tells you what the money was for. Uh, it puts all those things out there. But we're still, where's that one clue, that one person that we're missing out of the, you know, the equation that's going to be the aha reveal of the next episode, final episode? Well, I think the big reveal was Baggerly saying he didn't give him the money. So that's why they had to do a $100,000 ransom. ransom. Of Bagley's kid. Now they're making it almost out to be like Bagley was used as a, you know, I don't know. Like Everything was pointing towards him being the one behind all this. But instead, now it's going to be... Slidell, Enos. And, yeah, and they created this against Bagley. Which still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because it seems like everything Slidell did, Bagley was right there as his right-hand man. Right. I think Bagley was an opportunist with this. And he's like, no, I won't give you the money. You should probably kidnap my son's child and do all this shit, you know what I mean, to get my kid free of her or whatever, you know what I'm saying? There's, like, there's still a big thing because Perry brought that back up in court and he tried to shut it down. So there's still a reason why he doesn't want to say he wasn't Dotson's father. Like, I don't know what the key to that is going to be in trial, but I think that's still a big part of this. Yeah. I, I just think, I think even though they try to make it look like Bagley maybe is not as involved, mm-hmm. I still feel like he's, all the little back money dealings and all that stuff, I, I just feel like he's so dirty that there's something more underneath there. I'm with you. And there's still a reason why he didn't give the $100,000 or whatever the donation he doesn't remember how much it was yeah he didn't pay there at the end yeah i just i just feel like he didn't pay it because he doesn't want to be attached to the church anymore but i don't think it can be that simple like i mean maybe somebody can avoid the sunk cost fallacy like that i I after you sunk that much money into it yeah i just don't i don't feel like it can only be the slide l guy you know i I just don't uh, he doesn't seem like a mastermind to me, I guess. So, so. What no, about the, it's too easy. What yeah. about the Admiral guy that comes in that uh, broke away? He's been doing 
the uh, floats and stuff outside the church. He came into the radio. The other elder. Yeah, the other elder. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know too much about him. He's been very vocal with and without the church, but he hasn't been brought up in any of the scandal. Like I said, I feel like that guy's, you know, hedging his bets, yeah, no, like we talked said, about, you know. And so could, like we just saw um, Sister Alice's mom, uh, Birdie. Birdie, did this episode. Whew. She's like, there ain't going to be no resurrection, but I got an extra little side yeah. plan that maybe could save us. You know, one of them was bags packed, ready to run. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like she had an extra plan at the end when she knew she couldn't talk her out of it. To throw this other baby in the mix. Right. Which we learned a lot about Birdie this episode. About the length she's willing to go to to survive and succeed in life. Yeah, she's a survivor at any cost. Um, What a cold open. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that opening was... Anyone see that one coming? At first, you know, anytime the show kicks off, I'm ready to see this title screen getting all excited. I'm like, hey... We haven't seen Perry Mason yet. Yeah, I'm going to put this out here and call it controversial. Or so on. Do we think it? Do we think this is Hollywood, or do we think this is did added to the show? Is that you realize like this episode kind of really covers a lot of ground that's a hot topic right now? Pedophilia, homosexuality, you know, racial tension. I mean, like this this whole series has really kind of hammered on all these things that are kind of severely controversial. Do you think that's purely to add depth to the story or changing or it pure, or it's more leaning towards, Hey, this is what's a hot topic on, you know, everybody's mind controversial this, and are using it as more of a, a ratings grab. I mean, this stuff is made like three years in advance, you know, written goes through all that filming was even done way before anything was going on. So, I mean, I think it's just kind of happenstance in 1920s, 30s, early America. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more focusing on the era that they're doing all this stuff and the, I don't know, kind of the booby traps that are set all over the place, you know. I mean, everything. You know, anybody that's different or, you know, I don't know, just, I mean, they they are, I agree with you, they're kind of focusing on all of it this episode. Like they hit on Every single, every single one. Yeah, it, it got brought up by a couple of emails from a few viewers. They were like, they were noticing that it was like they were hitting political hot buttons. You know what I mean? And because like a few of the people who emailed us were like, um, you know, when I watch Perry Mason, they didn't, they didn't really touch on controversial things. They focused on the crime. Does that make sense? I mean, wrong, that was nineteen fifties and sixties television. Exactly, and, and that's what I told. When I emailed back, I was like, "You're talking about a different era of time, and what people, what was acceptable, what was valued." That's what I'm saying. You could slap women around yeah. in oh. the shows back then. I'm just saying, like, that I think this show did take an opportunity to show how things really were, mm-hmm. instead of what we saw on television in the early era of television. Right. Where it was just like, well, this was okay. You know what I'm saying? I, did, I, did, I just thought it was interesting that this week we got emails that were talking about that, you know, I feel like they were being ham-fisted, that they're putting all this extra on there to, you know, not so much that they were trying to lay, hey, this is something that was happening back then. We should all be accepting all this that are so on, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I was like, well, that's not for here nor there. That's what these writers are putting in place, what they feel like was happening as part of the show. You know, like that. And so I just thought it was something interesting because this episode, like you just said, it hit every one of them. 
You know, it, yeah. I mean, it hit them all, but I don't feel like a lot of it was ham fisted. I thought a lot of it. I don't was think just, so either. I don't either. I mean, like, I think it was subtle points. I just thought this it was crazy after all those emails to have this episode that hit all of them. You know what I mean? And I also don't think you would have picked up on all of that unless we were in this crazy device of time we're in now. Yeah, I agree. So the fact that everything is highlighted now, and there's no skipping around any topic at this point i mean you can be crucified for anything now oh yeah so it's like we wouldn't pick up on all these little details and stuff like that in any other show if it you know if this was even hell five years ago so it's like i just feel like everything is so highlighted now intensified sensitive yeah so even just as simple as saying is the scene with um Della and Burger, uh, Burger, Burger. You know, just the fact that you, you found out that these two are both homosexual and can only trust each other to be out with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's terrifying. He couldn't have a job. I mean, it's like they said: you get kicked out of the army. What they talk about with Perry, like that's you know, only, I mean, it's homosexuals. Yeah, it's one reason you can be removed. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's a dangerous time to be different back then. Oh, know? yeah. Well, ain't no doubt about that. No doubt about it whatsoever. I, I wonder if we're going to get an email this week if, if somebody who's upset because of the, maybe the changes or what they've done to certain characters that were popular of the original show. Again, I've never watched really the original show. so I mean, we definitely will. But, I mean, just like I get upset whenever there's a change from a character in a book to a TV show or movie. Like, oh, I mean, no, no you doubt. grew up like – with that character that way, and anytime you change it, it's going to be upsetting. Now, oh. sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Oh, I but. Yeah, I was a. We, we used to be diehard Walking Dead fans. The graphic novel was fantastic. The show decided to barbecue it. You yeah, know? I mean completely. And so it just one of those things, you know. And sometimes you're right. It is a Hollywood step in to say like, well, we need to change that, or we yeah. need to add this type of character because we've never had this type of character. And I and I can see both ways on that. It's like, sure, love to see diversity in any show or movie or whatever like that. But it's also look at it like, hey, the source material is great and there's a reason it has a fan base. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with it. Like, if you want to keep that fan base, don't screw mm-hmm. with it. You know, and then every director and every showrunner, they all want to make their little footprint yeah, on yeah. everything. You know, so it's like, oh, I'm going to make this. <laughs> crazy change maybe people won't be on board at first but they'll see you know what i mean and that's not to mention all of the other you know white collar people that they got to slodge through that are like well we need to do this and we need to do that don't let that into the show that could look bad in ratings and blah blah blah. but hey everyone wants their 10 percent. yeah yeah just no doubt kind of how it is no no doubt no doubt but Um, i mean there's so much like evidence wise and everything like you were talking about zach that just happened in this episode that they almost wrapped it up. I mean, we got pretty much what, everything but the bow. Yeah, and exactly. That's an HBO special. You know, they a lot of times they give you all the action, all the big scenes right there in the penultimate just to have the great conversations and the, okay, here's how we got all the cards to show out in the final episode. And I kind of hope it just plays out like that. I don't think we need a big twist to come out. If we can get Enos on the stand somehow. But the problem with Enos is you've got to have just the ace in the hole so he can't perjure himself so he can't lie up on the stand you know i I don't know what that is going to be 
Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I, I love this episode. I did, but at the end of it, I'm very concerned for the next episode, and that's how I feel. It's just because we got so much this episode, you know. You know, and, and not even that. You know, like Pete walking away, Drake immediately stepping in. The you know that bothered me. You know, and that's just because I love Pete's character. Um, the like you said, well, and we Enos, had a lot of emails telling us that Pete's probably gone. And now, granted, a lot of them told us that he was going to die. Right. And when he was running through trying to chase uh, Slidell, I thought, oh man, this might be the end of Pete. Yeah, you know, we <laughs> we got him himself an accident. Oh yeah, you know, and I mean, if like, this was the last episode we see Pete, I kind of wish he would have died. I kind of wish he would have died trying to chase him because yeah. if it's I've eaten your crow too much, just pay me out, I'm done. I'm going to be upset. Yeah. Like to me, if that is the end of his character, you know, or if, or, if, you know, that's basically the, the beginning of the end of his character like that, that's going to really bother me. You know, I mean, I like that Drake's getting into the mix, you know, I mean the scene with him at the, this local dive with this other chick, you know, oh, he's man. hit the line, you know, where he's like, you know, I'm married, you know, I'm married, you know, every man lets a dog out in the yard every once in a while. I was yeah. about to die, you know, it was, there's some quality stuff. And then he just immediately steps into, but see, here's my next problem I have with that. Okay. If we have set the groundwork that he is not respected, even as a policeman, you know what I mean? And he goes to this hotel, motel, whatever you want to call it. I almost thought it was weird that anyone would even talk to him or even give him the time of day to give him information about that. Now given this, you know, the cleaning lady comes out and all that stuff. But like, I thought there would be even more of a, a more level of disrespect or, you know, or you need to go back where you came from or something of that nature. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I think people treat him with disdain, but it's tempered due to the fact that he does actually have a badge. And those people don't know that he can't do something about it. Right. So they're like, you know, I judge him as I see him, basically. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Such a great line. And then oh, him going, I bet you, you do. do. Man, yeah. <laughs> like you just felt the tension of everything he was yeah. saying right there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in a way, I look at it like that's how I, I foresee it. I mean, or that's how I see it on the screen is like he does show her the badge first. Mm-hmm. You know, she's already being an ass. And then he We're shows all booked the badge. Up. You know what I mean? Well, I guess what I'm getting at is, is that all that scene worked out. It did. Like you said, that line was phenomenal. But my the groundwork they've set for his character is if he becomes like the P.I. for Perry Mason, because we know season two is going to happen, mm-hmm. it's going to make it that much more difficult for him to be successful in doing what we've seen Pete do. I mean, not necessarily. Who's the one that ended up giving him the information? It was the cleaning lady. Would she have given that to Pete? Yeah, but that was that rare occurrence. You follow what I'm saying? That that's that one rare occurrence. You know, what Pete was able to go to to Denver and whatever that iron whatever place, and he yeah. talked to that lady, and he was talking to people. He's not going to get that level of respect or that conversation or even the opportunity to offer a woman, all that stuff like that. It, it's just it's not. I don't see that happening in that capacity, and so I think we're going to deal with a lot of that where he's not going in the way they set to show up. He wouldn't be as successful. Because he's being, you know, he's like he's going into a fight with one arm tied behind his back already based on skin color or, you know, and so on. And so that just makes it difficult for me to see, you know. But Yeah, but I also see as an opportunity to show ways that he will be, you know, intelligent 
ways way around. You know what I'm saying? Useful like, in other ways. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I agree with you. He's going to come up against many walls and barriers, but it's like it'll be interesting to see how he gets past that. Well, a good example is in the episode is is that you know I see how you work. This is how I work. He's not dumb <laughs> enough to go in there and try to be forceful and go the way Perry wanted to, mm-hmm. or he's the one getting it, getting his butt whooped. You know, and he comes out with the, you know, the, the blackjack and the, you know, the gun, you know, so maybe they're giving us a little bit to that. I'm just very curious to see how they're going to maintain could very this character. well come back. And then it's just kind of like a perfectly done tag team duo. I you hope know? so. I kind of see a final moment at the end of the whole season where he just goes and thanks Pete, you know, at the end yeah. of it on his front porch kind of thing. You know, and I, I mean, Pete still doesn't know that Perry lost the house or something like that. Yeah, and I just hope that Pete comes back the next episode. Yeah. I mean, the next season, even. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. I mean, I hope he's not gone. Yeah, I hope. So. I know Drake yeah. is supposed to step into that position based on the old show. Yeah, yeah, based on the old show. But I'm just like, I don't see why you can't have two guys out investigating no. for you. Well, they've just I mean, done such a good job with this character. I just. I, yeah. I don't want to lose. He's him. the best comedy of the entire show. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm, any scene he's involved in is money. Excellent. I'm not afraid to put it out there if he's not the best or he's close to the best so on the show. I'm just putting it in perspective to my mind. Well, I'm not going to compare as whether or not who's the best actor or whatever on the show, but I'm going to say he's the most enjoyable character to watch yeah. for sure. Oh, no doubt. Which yeah. will be unfortunate like you say. If he's gone. But here's the thing. Next season, we won't have characters like Sister Alice and Emily and all this. You know, it's going to be other characters that might be just as... Don't tell me with a good time as Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A few less morose characters on the show. So, So, you know, different cases lead to new characters. Absolutely. Well, Cash, you said a second ago, uh, how how brutal is it that the, the... the pilot chick is, you know, buys his house from, uh, you know, behind him. Whew, that was that that's was a, a tough one. That's a sting right there, you, man. That's because I mean, she said it. You know, I have been telling you for five years. She's said it at least seven times. I think that we've seen on the show and everything. On the show, I think she's done it for like fifty times. Probably. Oh yeah. But man, you could have at least told the man, like, hey, you haven't paid your property taxes, and that's how I'm going to buy your. She said it. She's a businesswoman. I yeah. get it. She's got what she wanted. And once again, this might be the last time we see her. There may be a makeup at the end of no. this of some kind. We said it earlier in the season that it could become, you know, Mason Airfield or something like that. Like they'll do some kind of dedication to the name. I agree. I think she would. You know, because she said at the end, you know, I'll leave your parents where yeah, they are, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do something for you to. He said she said something else to the point of. That he was like highly unlikely, you know. You're going to tell me thank you no, or something. She said you'll thank me for this, right? And uh, so I'm hoping that something like that. Now, you know, that could be a cool little thing, you know. Not buying it. I'm with Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bitch. <laughs> Someone stake my house out from underneath me and everything. No, no, not thanking you. Never. Even if somehow there was a way I'm supposed to thank you, not going to happen. Yeah. Just yeah. pure spite, and from everything we've seen about <laughs> Perry. It's a spiteful man. Yeah. Let me tell you who else is spiteful is uh, Enos and this pig sticker. Um, This was pure prison 
kill right here. He got Caesared. Like, about, I mean, that's the best way I can say it. How yeah. about the detail when they look down and he's taking the stuff out of his coat and all these holes in him? Yeah. And, you know, it was... Well, like just like pure shrapnel or something with just like <laughs> all I know is when he when he pulled up, we were all, all three in unison. We're like, ah, he's dead, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so dead. <laughs> were you followed? No, I did this. Oh, smart man, weren't yeah. covered. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> so I know I've said, yeah. There's a few people who know I'm out here. No, I'm gonna be gone. Yeah, really. I, I don't see. I know it's supposed to be the big thing is getting Enos on stand, but I do not see how that is possible. I mean, you can subpoena him, can't you? No, I don't what, know if what like, I mean is, is like, why would Enos ever go on the stand? I mean, if you're subpoenaed, you don't have a choice. I, I understand what you're saying, but I would run, I guess is what I'm saying. I know he's killing loose ends yeah. where evidence could be. You know, he's got the nursing mother, uh, prostitute yeah. done. And now he's got Sidell. um but Baggerly would be the only other person, but he's not going to perjure himself. Would he Drake? Be? Would Baggerly be? I mean, in this episode, uh, this episode says Baggerly has nothing to do with it. Yeah, Baggerly's out of the mix. That's fair. Because if you look at it, Hicks in the beginning just basically explains that Baggerly and Slidell were trying to do this financial deal to make a killing and it failed. And so they gave him the land to keep it hush. And then he quit donating to the church. They got money strapped. And then so they decided to play a ploy on him to get, get the money. So, I mean, it's almost like he was the patsy. You know, not really the Patsy, but he was the one. He was the target, not the, not right. the mastermind. They're making it look like he was the target this episode. That's why I think it's the other way around. You know, I feel like he is the last reveal. Um, but I don't know. I mean, this shit Birdie pulled this episode. You never. I mean, see, this whole episode with her starting with Birdie, and then the way she ended with Birdie. You know, those are two huge things. A. Yeah. What you did to your daughter, which explains everything that she was telling Emily back in the prison. And who knows what else happened from, we're going to assume she was like nine-ish. Right there, probably somewhere around that age at the beginning nah, of the episode. She, she looked, uh, like 12 to 12, 15. 12, yeah, 12 to 13-ish. maybe. So 12 to 13-ish to 25, you know. All I can tell you is, is that it showed that Birdie was willing to do whatever it took to get the means met. You know, where she was going or what her plan was, what we got to do to get there. She's a survivor. You know, like that. And she wants this church to survive. I'm willing to bet the Slidell or she found out that they were destroyed financially. This was a ploy that happened. She was with she was with Slidell and the whole planning of, you know, the the kidnapping. I could they see hired a Slidell Enos, relationship with Birdie. You know, and so on. And that you know the stitching of the eyes or whatever you know that was a hand that she had in it however you want to look at it she's the she is would be a great connector piece to all this because they've spent a whole much time on her you know what i mean uh, so just my thoughts with what they did to her this episode i it would be hard pressed to not make her one of the main quote unquote villains i just don't have a better word to well, label her suspect as. um yeah, I mean, we, we saw she's willing to do whatever to survive mm. and to keep the church alive now, it seems like. But she's also willing to just run, you know. At a moment's notice. I mean, we don't know. She's not willing to run without Alice, though. Well, Alice is her meal ticket. So then she's not willing to just run. She's willing to 
yeah. appease Alice any way that she can to make well, sure she's always been in control of Alice in her own way. Mm-hmm. And this episode was the first time that she put something in place, but that, Alice bolted instead. Which Bravo, uh, I've never tried to run in heels. But I can only assume perfect sprinter stance. Killing it. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Some, She's rocking it. Some coach needs to go out there and get the stopwatch on her because faster than anyone I've ever seen. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I man, I don't know. I, I, once again, I'm just not – I just don't see how they focus so much attention on Sister Alice and that whole storyline. And it have just nothing to do – With the actual crime. With the, the crime. crime. And Which, as Perry said to Emily before they left the courthouse, be careful. I don't think that church has your best interest. Yeah. And so every everything you've been hammering this entire time, Jake, is the church is tied up in this in some shape, way, or form. There's just no way they are. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, with, with the writing that HBO has in that they've shown us throughout this entire series, they're getting tied up in this in some way. And I think Birdie is going to be the best way to do it. I agree, and I, I think that that other elder, you know, that we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, that busted into the ambush the radio station, ambush the radio station this episode and stuff like that. I feel like he's got more to do as well. Mate, but he's just so bad. Like I think by the end of it, when he brings the uh, dude with what does he have the polio, the, the polio, when he brings him in, Sister Alice was able to turn it around by just saying he doesn't have enough faith. Like, I think more people were rejoicing, definitely in the studio and probably back at home, than if she would have just gone on giving her original story. Like I think I, she was I, able to rally him. Yeah, I understand. I'm just saying I feel like he's going to be involved more. Okay, I mean, I'm with coming you. Up. I, it's just he's really bad at that. And he just <laughs> needs to like, yeah. stay away. Well, the one thing that is, reminds me about him that was unique was is that when we went to the grave site, you know, do you remember the, the quick scene they show of him when she tries to open the box and they can't open the box? Mm-hmm. And, like, they cut over to him and, like, it's like he's smiling like he knows what's going on or what's about to happen already. You follow what I'm saying? And so it makes me believe that the reason that there's no body in that box is because of something he's done. He's ensuring that she that child can't, couldn't be resurrected or anything else, that he made sure that, that baby's body was disappear gone or something like that so it gives me a little itch that maybe he's involved from the day one thing i don't know i'm not saying he's even involved in the crime of what happened to little charlie i'm saying he might be involved in backdoor dealings with birdie in slidell and baggerly for the hedging the bets is what i'm saying right to save the church yeah is which removing both sides, you know, right. which getting the baby out of the casket is best case scenario, because he didn't go bananas and start calling, hollering blasphemy until she doubled down and said that she was going to resurrect the child, and then he was on that stairs where he started hollering blasphemy and mm-hmm. da da da, and that's when he like broke from the church and or went to did his own following, and yeah. he's been trying to destroy her ever since, and so that could all be nothing but smokescreen and distraction, you know, absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Hedge your bets. Be on the right side of history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, It's uh, like uh, being an all-time quarterback, you know, when you're playing backyard football with all your friends. Yeah. You're just like, look, guys. We won. I, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You threw seven picks for uh, us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
eight touchdowns on this side, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but if we, we can't, won. Yeah, we won. It's like, we lost two. No, no, no. Winning side. But if we can go back to the radio, just the creativity they oh, yeah. had for doing that service. That nice Foley work. Oh, my God. Just banging on. <laughs> banging on. Uh, those are railroad spikes. Railroad yep. spikes, yeah. Having the dude grunting in pain and everything. Well, I've seemingly grunting in pain. Well, he he you, was letting out uh, some hey, other noises there. Have you ever held your arms up like that? Oh, yeah. You're going to be in pain after a few minutes. You might think you're in shape and everything like that. But I challenge anyone just to hold your hands out like you're in a crucifixion and see how long it is before you're like, my shoulders are on fire. But I'm also not real sure why he was doing that. Uh, well, he was. Well, I mean, they were hitting the spikes, and then he was given the immediate. Nobody could see him. Hey. I'm just saying, you could stand there. Oh, without and having make some to. pain sounds without <laughs> having your hands out. He was in the moment. I mean, yeah. Hey, look, you know, it's it's method acting. You got to no, get into the character. Radio is theater, <laughs> theater method of the moaning. mind. Right? Method, oh, method moaning. <laughs> well, look, I mean, some of those. Moans and grunts were a little. Oh, a few of the last ones. He <laughs> 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 was getting into it. One of you SOBs had to go there. <laughs> oh, you, you were thinking it. Like, I mean, there was no uh, doubt. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was in the mind. But, I mean, oh, bang God. it in, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Harder. <laughs> Just lost my cookies. Oh, oh God. Disgusting, man. <laughs> I mean, just that entire setup and everything, the creativity they had. I mean, and back then, sure. that's all you had. Whatever you said, I'm still grossed out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was masochists back then, too. Oh, God. I mean, after that's the show, after, boys and girls. After Good talking to y'all. seeing the uh, booklet of goodies at uh, oh, Miss Jen's. Jen's. Madam, Madam Jen's. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll have a number four. <laughs> Can I get a uh, seven combo three with yeah. a side of 11? Wow. Like, wow. But, I mean, the fact that there was a nursing one, because I was just like, do you have any nursing women? No. There was legitimately a page of being sprayed by breast milk. Did what? not see that coming. An awesome golden shower. Kind or? of callback, though. When we saw Enos going in on the take protection money. Mm-hmm. For that to for that to come all the way back full, full circle. circle for a fetishized nursing mother thing to be mm. you know a wet nurse for crying Charlie yeah to keep him quiet and then to connect the dots as soon as we're pulling the dead body out what would happen if a junkie mother was nursing a baby yeah. she'd be suffocated wow. Like, just how quickly Perry was able to connect those dots and everything, and then to see the coroner's face. Whew. Like, wow. That, that connects a big dot, you know? Yeah. And they revealed, I mean, the DA reveals that he was suffocated in the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it all just kind of came full circle. It was really well done. Um, I don't know, man. It's pretty crazy. And it's it's kind of crazy. They didn't mention the fact they brought in a wet nurse to keep him to calm him down yeah. and stuff like that. But Defeating. It's like, but they didn't... It's not been brought up whether or not Emily was breastfeeding or anything like that. I mean, back then, I would assume everything was breastfeeding. Exactly, right? But having had three children now in the family, it's like, even if a baby goes away or whatever like that, you, it's still a struggle. Like, yeah. you leak and, you know, you, your shirt's... I'm surprised 
they haven't brought up the fact. It would have been another good clue, even, I think, to show Emily struggling with the fact that she's still lactating. She's still and... lactating, but there's no baby to feed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's a great point. Almost, that's a great point. Almost like it's not her child in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, No, like that makes perfect sense. I'm just surprised they haven't talked about it. Well, it's funny you said that. I mean, like seconds before we got into the recording studio here, we got a couple of tweets from people saying, oh, that baby was never Charlie. That was an Asian child or um, and everything else, which I'm not real keen on that. But like there are people who are buzzing us telling us that the child that died based on looking at the pictures again and again, it wasn't even it wasn't even Dotson's kid. And, you know, I mean, I've been on that side the whole this whole time. I'm leaning yeah, away with this sadly. Yeah, but but I don't know. Don't, it's hard to grasp on to sewing eyes open to make them look like a more English child. Yeah, you know, a Caucasian. What you want to call? It? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just it sounds like Charlie died from everything we got this episode, I previous just, episodes. I just as don't much, see. You know. Hey. I've been carrying the mother them. and father yeah. both saw the baby. Like yeah. they're they've seen the autopsy seen. photos and stuff. It's like you can't tell me they have not seen that that would be yeah. not their child. Oh, I agree. And I mean, I've been carrying this flag the entire time, waving it, and even I've got to put the flag down by this episode. <laughs> I mean, they are parading in, the autopsy photo all through the courtroom constantly. Which bravo like. by Perry just yeah. being able to shut that down Great this last time. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like. You're showing if it's got nothing to do with the argument, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I do. It's like as much as I, I, I am preferring the courtroom drama stuff. Well, yeah, it's got the most bang for its buck right now. Yeah, and they did, they gave us a lot in this episode. But the pro the problem with some of it is, is like once again, it's it's all based on the church again. You know, when they start diving into that stuff, it's like, it gets real confusing to me. Well, it's just not that interesting to me. Exactly. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Cooked books and, and backdoor yeah. deals and stuff. I guess that doesn't really get my goat as much. I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it's it's very small breadcrumbs when we're looking for pieces of the loaf, or, you know, full slices, you know, right. to make it all together. And it's just not there. It's like well, taking down Capone for not paying his taxes or something. You know, it's like, cool. I guess we did it, but... We're here for a dead child, right. you know, a kidnapping. And then the big thing we were all so ready for was the denture reveal. Yeah. Only to be thrown, thrown out, out and stricken from the record. You can't even talk about it. And it's like we yeah. waited all this time for Drake's discovery to like Shake play a big up. role. And it did nothing. Ugh, it just yeah. went into dust. But unfortunately, that happens a lot in courtroom dramas is like what you think is the uh, ace up your sleeve the smoking gun gets you know <laughs> yeah. shit it ain't so and <laughs> no, holds no claim yeah. yeah nothing to do with the case yeah um do we think the judge has anything to do with it no i mean no, the, no. he seemed pretty fair like I, it's weird to say he has seemed fair when everything is going against us but you got to do it by the letter of the law and it is very difficult to do. I agree. But the only thing is, is it's like he was being a shit to EB even before Perry. Since the beginning of this case, he's been kind of shitty. Well, and you could contribute that to the pressure. If this is the biggest thing in news right now is this case. And that, you know, you don't want to be the judge that fumbles it. 
I mean, he doesn't want to have egg on his face and side with her and then it come out later that she did murder her child. Yeah. And, and maybe the show is just, once again, highlighting something about the weirdness of judges and their power and their continuous power mm-hmm. that yep. doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you're depending on their attitude of that day. and, and exp- Well, I mean, and even him saying, hey, speed this up. It's Good Friday. We all have families. Yeah. Like, I was, wait, that matters right now? Allowing that witness to come in, the hotel guy, to say oh. that she left Charlie and stuff yep. like that. You know, that whole situation of him allowing that in, once again, it was like he has travel right. issues. Like, that's not a good enough excuse to allow a witness on the, st- you know, on the stand without proper Forewarning. discovery. Yeah. Yep. So, no, I agree with you, but I feel like saying. the prosecution is going to get a little bit more leeway since they're viewed as being on the same side. I agree. I agree. They're the offense. And yeah. You got the defense, but I'm still just like. Not even offense. Like they're viewed as the good guy. I mean, if you're prosecuting, you're viewed as the good side. Whereas if you're the defendant, even though you're innocent until proven guilty, you're viewed as the bad guy. Yeah. Defense lawyers and everything. Everyone feels like they're slimy or something because you're defending somebody who did something wrong or didn't do something. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish it was, because if it was just offense versus defense, you know, that almost feels like a 50-50 thing. But, I mean, it's truly looked at as good versus evil. Right, but there's the judge is supposed to be the great right. impartial character. The ref. That right. Like, doesn't, doesn't matter. I just follow the law. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing you guys say matters. I just follow the law. True. All he's supposed to do is to referee and interpret that the, law. the jury only hears what they're supposed to hear. True. That follows the law. And then when the jury decides... You he know, goes off then of that. he sentences. Yes, you know what I mean. But it's like, but they're showing in this season, in these past two episodes especially, that he just on a whim or whatever, you know, is allowing and disallowing things. And but I mean, that's what all judges do. I agree. And I mean, he's got. To, I'm just saying. I feel like it's another thing that they're highlighting is the kind of I don't. I would say antiquated, you know, justice system. True. But I mean, I feel like that's in any courtroom drama. Like oh, absolutely. The, absolutely. The judge is always against our lawyer an extra 10%. You know, just like when you're on the sideline. Depends. You feel like, is the show about the prosecutor or is the show <laughs> about, about the defense attorney? Very true. Then the judge is on whichever side. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree. Which one's the main I mean, character? <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I just wouldn't surprise me if there's a little bit of dirt on the judge. I'd be surprised. You don't touch judges. Like, I mean, it's just like... I agree. Rule number one, three, seven. <laughs> it gets written in there a few times. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, one, the only other thing I really want to talk about is just the Perry Mason again. When we finally get it, you have the car driving through the L with the headlight. No. You no, no, no. That's, that's, them, no, that, that that's was, them walking with can, the lantern. That's yeah. JH walking with the lamp. Yeah. My goodness. Just another cool artistic effect. You know? yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just like another cool artistic. I mean, it's fantastic. Like them just sitting around thinking of these rooms, different ways to do this. I absolutely love it. I can't get enough and I'm sad I, I only get one more. I think they let them 
I think the people that put the title screen up just like look at the thing, just put just start filming stuff. We'll yeah. pick the coolest cinematography scene. You know what I mean? And we'll it, throw that Perry Mason yeah. on top of it some kind of way. You yeah. know, we'll but have they, fun with it. They always choose some kind of just like random shot. Yes, it's not usually focused on somebody. You know what I mean? It's just like we throw this in the background. And we had a lot of out of focus shots in this episode. Where uh, just a lot of things were blurry. Like we had a yellow pencil. I remember sticking out. I don't remember what scene it was, but it was just bright yellow pencil out of focus. And then everything else was going on in the scene. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just had a lot of fun watching this episode. Cinematography was fantastic as usual. And I can't believe we're one more episode. I know. It's kind of, it's kind of. I feel like the next episode, it's going to need two hours though. They're going to need to do something. Like I said, I'm worried. No, I mean, you're able to cut out a lot of the garbage. Like, I mean, this episode, it, we had the burial, the, well, not the burial, but the resurrection. We had the Madam Jens. We had Perry talking to his parents with Drake coming up to him. Like, there was a lot of filler in this episode. Whereas the next episode, I feel it's going to be strictly courtroom for the first 40 minutes. Yeah, but I, I look at, like, no matter what, even though there's another season, mm-hmm. you have to wrap up each character's arc in this episode. Oh, that can happen in. in the courtroom, though, I feel. I understand, but not with Drake, not with Pete. You don't have to. I mean, you can wrap up Drake at the end of the episode with him just walking out the police station. I we just ne- feel like they've they've given these characters too much time to not give them enough time on the final episode. A season two. Like, I mean, a lot of that will be taken care of season two. They'll just be back. Yeah. and that, But that's the thing, though. They didn't create this season and then have knowledge that there'd be a season two. So these people are going to have wrap-ups. Maybe. Like, with a show like this, with the money that was already back behind it, with the people and the names on it. I know. But they I'm were just, probably feeling there was a good chance season two. I'm, I'm sure. I'm just saying they need time. I mean, all the Sister Alice crap, all the church crap. I mean, you don't got to wrap that up. Like, Barry, that all gets wrapped up in court. Della. I mean, there's a lot of folks that need. Della doesn't need to be wrapped up. She just works for Perry now. Boom. Uh, like, got to give them a moment. You know, could be short, but you got to give them a moment. I mean, Enos. Oh, he's just dead. I mean, well, that's the thing. <laughs> Does he die? Does he come after Drake and Drake has to kill him? No, I mean. It doesn't seem like you kill them. They're trying to go with the law. That's true. And I'm trying to think of like who would kill him. You know, if Perry, Perry got him, he'd kill him. If Pete got him, he'd kill him. I don't think so. Drake won't kill him. I mean, Perry, he just takes an ass whooping like nobody else. <laughs> I, I haven't seen him really give too much. I mean, he did headbutt a guy this episode though. There we go. Any guy, got him one. Got a guy that's willing to go headbutt route. Got all the respect he needs for me. Oh yeah. my god! Oof. I could never. No, I, I just see the loss like, as I'm headbutting <laughs> the person. Like, We're both screwed. <laughs> up. I just I don't see how you ever win. Nobody wins with a headbutt. <laughs> you win a headache, yes, or worse. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'll be really curious to see the runtime for next episode. I mean, it might be like 
63 minutes or something, but I don't think it's going to be anything too far past that. Man, you are just a wealth of positivity over there. What's wrong with the 63-minute episode? We no, want I'm longer. Not, I'm not saying. I'm just, I'll just be surprised. They have a lot to wrap up. I mean, they just yeah. do. I mean, I think a lot of it can be wrapped up in the courtroom. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it is an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, we got negative Nancy over here just oh. worried about the episode all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> anyway, I don't have anything else. Yeah. Looking uh, forward to next week. Absolutely. As always, guys, thank y'all uh, for uh, the numerous emails and the positive comments, minus one, um, and everything else. It's always like we always say, if you, you, you got something to tell us, hit us on Twitter or Facebook. That's a Play TV Podcast. Um, and, of course, our email at BleedTVPodcast at gmail.com. But also, we also want to let you know that there is a slim chance that we might get to talk to one of the actors, um, Officer Paul Drake. Um, Chalk. What's his Chris Chalk. Chris Chalk, yeah. Um, actually, maybe tweeted with us a little bit. Maybe maybe something will happen. I don't know. We're still pursuing it. You never know. If something like that happens, we'll let you all know via social media or on the next episode. Uh, I'd love to get to chat with the guy because um, he's a phenomenal actor. Um Feel also, free to continue listening to us as as soon as this ends. We are going to be going into Lovecraft Country, yeah. which we have no idea what it's about, but yeah. it, it looks amazing. We've been talking about it off air, and we can't wait for it to get yeah. here soon enough. After this last preview or two, which did show right during during Perry, uh, right before Perry started, um, it, it definitely looks like we're going to go outside the fringes of normal hbo television and so i am looking forward to see what they're doing with this 100 percent, right there with you so make sure to look for that and it'll be just called lovecraft country podcast that's right and it'll have our normal bleed tv moniker on it and uh that should be up hopefully by the next by the, you know our last perry mason podcast that so y'all can go ahead and be getting ready to subscribe to it and so on so be looking for that but until next week in the season finale everyone I'm Cash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is what it is. It's like, this is Blue TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And again, I'm Cash. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week.